You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any intellectual needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. And this is Zach Whittington on episode 57. 57. 57. Didn't struggle this week with the number 57. Last week, the 56 got Zach a little bit. I went the safe route. I did one number at a time. Safe route. I like it. Well played. And speaking of safe route, somebody who was safe pretty much every time coming out of the bullpen. Who we're going to name episode 57 after? Francisco Rodriguez. Now, some of you are like, who is this? I've, I'm saying the same thing. Daniel has no idea. And that's because, like most of you think, we're not baseball fans here at Moody Sports. We are baseball fans. Even though we don't talk about it, we know baseball. I know baseball. And most baseball fans should know the name K-Rod when I say it. He was a closer for the Los Angeles Angels for about... Eight to ten years, then became a journeyman around the league. But man, I'm serious. He was the best closer in baseball, besides Mariano Rivera. <laughs> so the, the I mean, those are your two closers in the major leagues, and he threw heat. I mean, got a couple World Series, and I mean, what more can you say? First closer to make the. List of names out of fifty-seven. Isn't that correct? I did not know anything of this man. Obviously, I am not well, you need as to do your deep into the baseball history as Zach. I am deep into the Braves. We know. I know the Braves history, and, and I know we long history of losing. Losing a long history. If you're a Braves fan, you know the history. The losing in that first round playoff all the time. We went through the playoff drought for a little while. Obviously. But, Zach, before we get fully into the pod, we do have a little celebratory fact here that the Braves have broken that streak, are now into the second round of the playoffs for the MLB MLB that have started. Beat the Reds today, 2-0 sweep in the series. First round series done. First time since 2001 the Braves have won a playoff series. 2001, Daniel. We were like five and six years old. I love my Braves, man. It's surreal. We should have been here last year, but we had the first round woes. It's funny because I have a few Braves like fans in my like friend circle that all text about baseball, and uh, they're like, "Hey, man, we're doing great. We're doing great." And I'm like, "Call me after the postseason, <laughs> you know. Call me after the first round. I know what's coming." And it's not even like I love this young team, but there were teams we thought were super good. Nope. First round exit. But here we go. You got Azunia, who's literally was the home run leader for the uh, regular season. You got, obviously, Acuna Jr. You got Dansby. Some of your pitchers are hurt, but you got a long line of guys in line. Man, it's... Freddie Freeman. uh... I mean, Freddie Freeman's putting together a MVP resume. He had the walk-off in game one of the uh, wild card series. 1-0 win. Raymond uh, 
Raymond actually texted me today. We were talking about the Braves, and he was—he literally—that's what he said. He was like, "Freddie Freeman for MVP," and my, this is what I replied. I was like, "He's not a sexy enough candidate for MVP." They don't love me. He gets no spec. If they get if they get more wins, then then they get the spec. Yeah, and when I don't when is the MVP after the World Series? Probably right before the World before? Series. So they, they when do they vote on it though? Because it may have already been decided, bro. It can't be the way people are talking. Can't be the way that it doesn't seem like it is. Yeah, if they're still making MVP candidacy like runs for Freddie. I mean, yeah, I mean the playoffs are where you make your name. So, hope, hoping the best for old Freeman. He he's the best hugger in the league. Gives out the best hugs. Dear Lord, you know this, I did not know that. Oh, that then you're not. That that's inside Braves knowledge. Full of baseball facts, dude. I'm chock full. Of, I'm telling you, baseball. I'll talk about it. Just. Your sports, it's kind of boring in the regular season. It's way too many. Still too, 60 games, and it was still too still many. Still too many. Couldn't keep an eye on I don't know. Let's just go straight to the postseason and Braves in it every year. Love it. I don't have to worry about losing on a day-in and day-out <laughs> basis. Well, Zach, one league. This is about to be a little bit of a shit talk, let's be honest. One league you do expect to lose in is the Fantasy League. Guys, <laughs> Daniel got the win. I told Zach the boys were coming. We were ready. We were 0-2. We were not going to be 0-3. This season is not dead yet. Okay, it's it's time to it's time to deep dive. I'm pulling up the score from last week. I know the, the gist of it. I didn't look at it because we started out slow. Here's the thing. I have two amazing quarterbacks. Well, I'm going to set Daniel wins 120 to like 101, but I have two amazing quarterbacks. First off, I picked the reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson, but I'd pull a me move and I bench him for who Cam Newton and Cam Newton gives me like 12 points, but then Lamar Jackson also got no points. So I almost had no chance. I was down 50 points going into Monday night football with Alvin Kamara, who is like, like, if anyone in the league right now is going to get you 50, it's Kamara through the first four weeks of the season. Unless you got, like, Russell Wilson out here throwing six touchdowns. But Kamara put up 37 points in fantasy, something like that. I only lost by, like, 19. I was down 55 going into Monday Night Football with one player. So, and my kicker got hurt this week. So I had to pick up a new kicker. Mason Crosby was just sitting there on the wire, number one kicker in football for the Packers. So thank you, league members, for giving me the best kicker in the league. But (sighs) disappointing. I got Melvin Gordon playing this week. We're watching the game right now on Thursday Night Football. So the Broncos are pretty bad. Man, getting discouraged quickly. Getting discouraged. One in three is going to feel pretty bad. It's easy to get discouraged, but, man, I'm telling you, you just got to keep it positive. Trust the boys. Trust your squad. Um, I mean, I feel you on the QB struggles. I played Gardner Minshew this week, and, like, that was a sweat sweater of a fucking play. I was terrified the whole time. And then, I obviously, I benched Drew Brees because he had terrible first two weeks. And then he goes off for like 28 points. It's rough, man. Fantasy is hard. People act like they get it. They act like they know what they're doing. But in all honesty, fantasy is just, you know, sort of luck of the draw, really. So, uh, but obviously, fantasy is not the only football happening. There is real professional NFL football being played. What? Uh, 
a couple highlights coming from this week headed into next week to note. Uh, Nick Foles, Zach, is the starter for the Bears. They have benched Mitch Trubisky. I feel like that is a long time coming. Yeah, uh, the the surprise pick of the draft and where the Bears traded up to the second pick and got Mitch Trubisky was shocking to everyone. And you know what's not shocking? He's not that good in the NFL because he wasn't even the best quarterback in his conference when he, the year he was drafted. And I know that you're drafting on potential, but the Bears pass on Deshaun Watson, who was the ACC player of the year national champion in a senior year for the guy who was somewhat athletic in his conference. Like, what a miss by the Bears' front office. And that's why you're juggling backup foals and not NFL-ready Trubisky, even though he's had some crazy games. Trubisky's had, like, some six-touchdown games, a five-touchdown game, and he's got Matt Nagy, like, running the show. But, like, you can't get it done on a week-to-week basis in the NFL. The NFL's like a reaction and accuracy game. Like, you don't have to be a mega athlete. Like, look at Drew Brees. Look at Tom Brady. Look at some of these guys. Like, Aaron Rodgers isn't that even crazy of an athlete. He can just throw on the run. So, like... Trubisky, I get it that you're six five, six six, and you can run fast and jump high, and you're great. But the Bears, you, you should have drafted Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so two mega athletes, I would consider one that is known, obviously, and then one that we sort of didn't expect. I think has made his name into this year uh, would be Josh Allen, and then Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, reigning MVP, played Monday night at or home against the Chiefs. Um, rough game, man. As you said, for the fan, for the fantasy, he did not uh, play up to what he typically does And in the big national stage games against the Chiefs so far. Lamar Jackson still is not producing, which really I feel like that's the last hump for Lamar is getting over this big game, getting over the Chiefs' hump, and uh, being able to say that he is a competitor in the AFC for the championship every year and uh the ravens play washington this week on the rebound and it's on a it's on short week it's they played monday night so they're gonna play this sunday but hey man i just put lamar back in starting i put cam on the bench because uh, the patriots are playing the chiefs this week so that's an interesting matchup but lamar jackson's probably gonna go off this I would assume so. He is still starting in my fantasy league as well that I have in my other league. But he's on thin ice yet again, I will say. Not an ideal situation if he has back-to-back weeks, especially when they're playing the team with no mascot. Uh, So like you said, the Chiefs do play Patriots. Patriots traveling to Chiefs this week. I think that's a big game. Uh, The the Patriots coming off a tough game. Like you said, Cam sort of struggled. But I do think the Patriots have a chance to go into the Chiefs stadium um, and get a big win. Herbert 50 times. 50 times. 49 attempts from Justin Herbert. We're starting to see the transfer just to the quarterbacks of the of new uh, Herbert. Well, yeah, games. when your training staff punctures the lung yeah, of your... Un, not ideal for Tyrod. Punctured his lung with a uh, knee, with a pain injection for a uh, injury he had sustained while playing. So And so now we're on to the rookie. If that's a sham from the front office, that is insane. Well, we'll see what happens with that. I mean... 
maybe we also are getting to the point where we're going to see Tua going in for Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, even though Fitzmagic was going against the Jags on Thursday night this past week. Um, but Gardner Minshew has chilled out majorly. Yeah, he calmed I mean, down a lot. He's still good. He just didn't get the touchdowns. And then Fitzmagic was running for his life, looking like a young man, having fun out there. That's the only reason you can't start Tua is because – the Fitz Magic's rolling, but it is the first month of the season. Another quarterback doing well, Zach. Young guy, Josh Allen, a man that a lot of people thought was a good quarterback overall, but didn't have the ability to fix his uh, in- inaccuracy issues. Seems like he has fixed those issues. I would say at this point, the three players that probably contending for the MVP the most. Obviously, you're going to have the Packers up top with uh, Aaron Rodgers is up there, and then obviously the other top top team in the league I would say overall Seattle you're going to have Russell Wilson in the MVP conversation but I think the next player in the conversation probably Josh Allen especially coming off a major bit win uh, against LA at SoFi Stadium um, so we'll see what happens exactly with that overall but uh, I think I think people sleeping on the bills a little bit. Yeah, you got Sean McDermott there. Great defense. You got a good offensive line, some receivers finally to match the second-year, third-year quarterback who's getting experience under his belt. Also freak athlete, best arm in the league apparently. That's what they say. Speaking of big arms, though, did you see this this week? Um, The criticism on Jay Cutler. Uh, Oh, no. So there was uh, some criticism on Jay Cutler. Devin Hester said, Jay Cutler was the worst leader he's ever seen, but had the best arm, the best accuracy, the best football knowledge. But he was literally the worst leader of all time. And then Brandon Marshall was like, yeah, he 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 was great at throwing the ball, obviously. Like, but it wouldn't make sense to me, um, especially with the fact that like Jay Cutler is from what you saw with his uh, he had a show with his ex-wife, uh, Very Cavallari, where he had no emotion over anything he was just the most like mundane guy ever and like he totally seemed like he just studied football breathed and ate read lived football and then he had no football to play and he just sort of sat there and chilled did nothing man was now we see him occasionally pop up and on instagram stories with his uh chickens uh disappearing try to figure out who's killing his chickens off uh, it was very fun uh, during the pandemic getting to see that happen that was a lot of fun from jay cutler um <laughs> but we do have a triumph date hit y'all with real quick man big time story coming out of greenville south carolina a few key notes obviously we know what the Greenville Triumph have been doing. They're still winning. They're just winning. They're winning the classic 1-0 way we love to do. Last second scores. It's fantastic. It's um, really great, Jake honestly. Keegan coming back at the end of the season, scoring a couple goals here at the last few games is really cool. I love to see that for the team. Um, right now, Triumph sitting first place, 28 points, still sitting first place, I really should say. Uh bottom of the league or not bottom but the behind the triumph uh five through probably seven is uh all 14 points and then the next closest uh three four and five or 
three, two, three, and four are Richmond kickers sitting right now at 20 points. You have Union Omaha uh, at 19 points, and then Chattanooga Red Wolves at 18 points. So that right now is really those are the three teams contending for the second place spot. Currently, the Triumph sitting 28 points. Like I said, we got. Four more games, Zach. Two home games, one this weekend, and then two weekends away against Union Omaha. If we can probably, I'd say if we can win one to two, at least get three positive results out of these last four games, the Triumph will be hosting the ES, the uh, USL League One final. Which you revealed to me is on ESPN. The Portes. Deportes. Yes, not the regular ESPN will have it on Deportes, but you will have USL League One final broadcast potentially from Greenville, South Carolina, live on an ESPN channel. Deportes. That's that's crazy. That is crazy. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited for the Triumph yet again. Uh, I'll, I'll obviously we are always repping the Triumph on this this is podcast. Eight six we four for life, if you will. Eight six four for life. I mean, I've bought oodles of jerseys. Zach's bought oodles of prop material. Bought a new hat last time we went to the game. Fresh hat. Merchandise. Merchandise is very quality for. I'll tell you what. If you got good branding. I'll probably buy in. I'm buying into some good branding, some good logo. I like a good logo. Color schemes. Color schemes are really do make it that's true too. Um, Speaking of color schemes, maybe the most iconic color scheme. You know where we're going with it. The now. gold and purple. Purple and gold. The Lakers. We're in the finals against the Heat. Game one last night blowout there was some garbage time comeback from the lakers uh, from the heat against the lakers but the lakers dominated the whole game they went on a 75 to 30 run across the second and third quarters isn't that crazy that's they were up by 30 points at one point we watched almost the whole game lebron nearly had a triple double uh anthony davis 30 points like eight rebounds something like that nine rebounds but crazy Crazy game for the Lakers. Heat also going down. They are dropping like flies. Daniel. Not ideal, man. When you're losing in Goran Dragic, who was the leading scorer in the Pacers series, you lose Jimmy Butler, who is the leading scorer in the Bucks series, and then you also lose Bam Adebayo, who was the leading scorer in the Celtics series, leaving... The next leading scorer to be Tyler Hero, the 20-year-old man, going up against LeBron. When there there was multiple times where Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero gets switched on to LeBron because they're now shorthanded in players. And like for LeBron, just imagine what he's thinking. He is about to eat so easily. Dude, I just had a thought pop in my head. He's going to win the title. I don't think there's any way the Heat wins. But Not he's going to win it, and like the day they win it, I'm sure he's going to be super emotional on like Game 4 or Game 5 when they close it out and they give him the trophy. Getting the real trophy is still going to feel amazing to him because it's going to be number 4. But he's quickly going to put that thing in his trophy case and start prepping for next year, and they're going to do the same thing. They're going to be right back, everybody. So it's just crazy. LeBron's, LeBron's coming for MJ. 
We were talking last night about a uh, potential of uh, who they're keeping, who they could potentially add to the mix. You were talking they need a bigger, better center. Not a better center. Obviously, you have a great one in Anthony Davis, but if you could get a good center and then play Anthony Davis at the I'd four. bring Dwight back. I'd bring Dwight back. He's good, but he's not really your starter. You can play him starter minutes, really. He's still in pretty good shape. But I was thinking, if you got like one third star out there, maybe a just a Ray Allen esque type of player when it comes to like the Heatles and the big three in Boston. Like, I don't know who that shooter is nowadays. Like Chris Middleton's in my head, but he didn't play as well as he needed to for me to say he's the guy. But I don't know who do you think like could be that third guy who's a knockdown shooter out there, like. As far as knockdown shooters, probably looking for availability in the Lakers do have, I believe, have cap space to afford him would probably be Chris Paul. That's also a person who comes in and has good leadership overall, too, who's not going to be a major personality issue, you know, overall. But we also were talking last night as far as if you want to make a crazy splash, uh, if you try to go after a Giannis Antetokounmpo who's probably not going back to the Bucks. you said last night that would make that team stupid and personally I agree I think that would make the team something I don't want to exactly watch but that is not something I think is outlandish to think as they try to get Giannis to come join them in the I in think LA. LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to run this one two game for the next like four to five years and they're just going to surround themselves with knockdown shooters and defenders three and D guys like imagine if the Lakers had Jay Crowder and like these players that the Heat have like running around on the corners like you know Danny Green's pretty good but he's been really inconsistent this year KCP's inconsistent but he's playing they both played well last night but Imagine if you had, like, Bogdan Bogdanovich in, like, one corner. Or, like, you had Joe Ingles on a small contract here knocking down shots for the Lakers as well. Like, you have those type of guys that – it's like your Mike Miller for the Heat. It's like your Ray Allen for the Heat. Just knock down shooters. You need those players. Because LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to get all the assists and rebounds and points. (laughs) You just need to space the floor. And Lakers last night really did dominate the game overall because the three-point shooting was on for them. Uh, Caruso, KCP, Rondo, all of them were hitting threes. AD had multiple three-pointers, um, and that's just something you can't expect the Heat to or the Lakers to keep doing. But it is something I still think is a pr- not really a big deal for the Lakers because, like you said, the Heat probably aren't going to win this game, series overall. I was saying uh, when we were talking about picks up for the he for the series uh we were talking probably you said that you were taking lakers in five and i was saying i was going to take the heat in seven but that was if the heat had stayed completely healthy um with these injuries now doesn't seem like it's going to be going as long as i thought uh but one note in the nba too major note with uh talking about joel Embiid. he does seem to have a new head coach the philadelphia six six uh, 76ers have brought in 
uh, from the lake, from the Clippers, Doc Rivers, uh, longtime uh, respected, uh, well-respected head basketball coach. Uh, like I said, from the Clippers, won a championship with KG, Paul Pierce, and Rondo in uh, Boston. Zach, what are your thoughts on Doc Rivers to Philadelphia? Do you think that's something that's going to work out well? I think he's going to go for Lob City 2.0. So if you look at a young Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and uh, Chris Paul, you got essentially Blake Griffin and a young – you have a young Blake Griffin and Ben Simmons, a guy who can't really shoot, a guy who just dunks the ball, essentially. He can pass really well, which is a big benefit. But you also have Embiid, who's a very skilled big, but could also catch a bunch of alleys and just finish at the rack if you give it to him. Maybe you're missing that really, really good point guard that because Ben Simmons, like your, like he flirts with being your point guard, but he should be your small forward or your power forward. But if you, br- <laughs> maybe you bring Chris Paul to the seventy spin. Chris Paul seems and to be he just the runs it again. I mean, he's a great point guard, but you could, you just need a guy there that can get it to Ben, get it to Joel Embiid, knock down shots, and then you just fill in the rest. But. I mean, it's cool. I'm not the biggest Doc Rivers fan, but he's a good coach wherever he goes. Their teams are good, but when you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, you got to do something in the finals that you were, like, predicted the runaway favorites. That does say to me, too, though, that probably in L.A. Clippers situation, they will be keeping everybody else uh probably maybe add one or two extra pieces here or there but overall keeping the core of that team together just re uh getting a new coach in there uh before we really get out of here at this point not much else to talk about the uh tampa bay lightning are your stanley cup winners uh, beat the, the Dallas Stars, get that uh, NHL final there. Uh, do believe that'd be the second for the Lightning in the past few years. Uh, so, but Dallas Stars do get to the finals, uh, seemingly unexpected. Uh, big season for them overall, still even with a loss in the final there. Uh, we do have college football, obviously. Uh, SEC football was back this week. Uh, the Dogs were able to get a win, even though Star out really sloppy i am worried about the quarterback play overall we are going to be rolling into uh this season foreseeably with a man named stetson bennett low-key nobody is that knows a cologne? who this man is uh so but dogs looked okay overall defensively great uh clemson was on a bye didn't trip over it didn't trip over the bye. Uh, that is what Miami's going to be looking to do this week. But uh, coming off a major win for against FSU. And, Zach, you told me you think this is because FSU is bad. I actually am a believer that the U is back somewhat with the Eric King, who seems to be running away with the Heisman right now. Running away. Out. We'd love to hand it Trevor out early Warren. in the year. I mean, we'll see how it goes in uh, week six. Completions. We will see how it goes in Death Valley week six, Clemson, Miami. I'll be there. But for right now, I think Derek, you're oh, going. Yeah. Got the ticket. Night game. Um. So, but yeah, Zach, I dude, what do you think overall as far as the uh, FSU Miami game? You said that you think that's more on the Norvell situation. Yeah, Norvell's definitely not making the best case for himself starting out here. Wouldn't you agree? 
Uh, I agree, absolutely. I mean, it's not looking good, like it's going up very much. Quarterback play still questionable. Offensive line play still not great. I mean, the defense still has stars, but the defense looks worse than it did under Willie Taggart somewhat uh, in my perspectives. Uh, so Take that stuff on back to Memphis, Norvell. This is, oh, this is the man. ACC we're talking about. Talking about real football in the ACC. That's damn right. <sighs> Before the Miami game, there was a major upset early in the early in the day, man. And Zach, I can't tell you how satisfied I am being a person who, uh, Zach. Obviously, we do this podcast in the hopes that it may result in a media job of some sort, and we will have to have some bias, not uh, you know, media bias. We can't be pulling for our teams can't be rooting for people to lose but right now i can root for choklahoma to appear every single year and yet again they did at home against kansas state 38 35 loss to kansas state on a field goal two minutes to go and then spencer radler throws an interception to seal the game got to love it i mean at this point you sort of expect it every year from lincoln riley yeah, but uh, don't argue with Lincoln Riley. He's Lincoln Riley, and Oklahoma throws the ball a ton against nobody and wins Heisman's. But they'll still get to play off somehow, I would guess. Um, but that is just so satisfying. For There's me. also a LSU lost. Yes, at home yet again. Big loss against Mississippi State, Zach. The Pirate. First game in the SEC for Mike Leach and the air raid offense he he runs. And Zach, good gracious, did it work. KJ Cost. Is that 623 yards? 623 yards on the right up here? He threw the ball like 60 times. I saw a stat. I saw a yes or no question. Will Patrick Mahomes ever throw 750 yards in a game? depends on who's thrown against him if the other team's scoring a lot he's going to score what he has to so yes i think there's a potential but man sec record for kj costello in first game for mike leach at the in the sec through 623 yards against your defending national champion first game a defending national champion lost its opener since uh probably 2002 i do believe it was so LSU. Gotta love it. Not ideal. Ed Ogeron says the loss is on him, says he's going to get the boys back to playing right. They're going to fix it. I don't think they're going to be able to fix it, man. I think this is going to be a uh, probably a 5-5 five and five team overall. It was a 10-game ten, ten schedule. And I love that you said that. Speaking of 5-5 five and five teams, South Carolina. I'm sorry to my South Carolina fans out there. It's tough, man. I mean, Zach, you, I asked you, is Will Muschamp on the hot seat? Your answer was... He's always on the hot seat. It's so tough, man. And then some people defend Will Muschamp to the damn grave. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Awesome. Like, there was a time where Clemson fans wanted Will Muschamp when we were hiring Dabo. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. you know? Yeah, I've, well, and the loss is just tough. Uh, lose when you're receiving a punt, trying to get the ball back, trying to go down, sort of rise the game overall. 
run out the clock, two minutes or so left on the game clock, and when the punt comes in, it bounces off a blocker's calf. Ball live, Tennessee falls on it, goes down, kicks field goal. Game over. It's unfortunate. I mean, it's just not ideal. I feel bad for the South Carolina Gamecocks. It's not getting any easier this week as you got to go travel to Florida. Um, so we'll see what happens. Florida hung a big old 56 on uh, Ole Miss at Oxford. Lane Kiffin's first game back at the SEC as a head coach. Uh, you said Ole Miss looked good. I think that, okay. I think they got schwapped. They got schwapped. But when was the last time you saw a Florida quarterback with that type of stat line? understatement in the fact that like i said they did good because their offense scored 35 points on florida's defense which is supposed to be a great defense but when, i don't know when if they were down 20 something the and they're not even trying i don't know if that reads into more lane kiffin offense or the florida defense and their effort the whole game but then also their defense never was good so i'm not surprised their defense got to i mean they can get better too it's early they can get better old miss has a very interesting game this week zach it's a game of zero and one teams in the sec they're going to kentucky kentucky coming off a tough loss at auburn where they almost got the upset a couple turnovers don't go their way and they get the loss there but i think this is a game where you can see potential lane kiffin getting somewhat of a big game win, a big sec road win uh you know first win with the old miss rebels um that being said it also is a bounce back game for kentucky you got to see if mark stoops can get the boys to rebound um and keep themselves alive in the sec play it's going to be tough 10 game sec schedule i didn't really think about it too much initially but like now that we're sitting here staring at down the barrel of it it's stressing me out a bit man yeah i mean that's that's a pretty hectic you know Especially when you're taking draws like Kentucky was not supposed to play at Auburn this year, and they got that draw. We were we were not supposed to play Mississippi State, and now all of a sudden we got to host Mike Leach and 623 yards. Holy crap! I'm terrified. I am nervous, the man. The Florida game seems more nerve wracking, even though I still never fear Dan Mullen really. But you know, we still have the looming Bama game over uh, on the road, so it's going to be interesting college football season Clemson this week Zach at home against Virginia are you nervous at all before the Miami game PM they may be looking ahead a little bit to Miami I don't think Clemson's that worried about Miami I don't know that's just you don't that's think just arrogant fan in me I guess Miami's pretty good but not worried about Virginia I Trevor Lawrence is playing out of his mind and he if he plays the whole game uh, there's no way it's funny what recency bias can do to you where you have one week of no Clemson playing because of a bye and the week before they played Citadel and it was obvious they were going to dominate. But you sort of forget how good Trevor Lawrence is just by this recency bias of seeing Derek King play this past week. Exactly. Weekend. like Derek, Trevor Lawrence is throwing 94% completions on the year. That's not a lot of incompletions. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's low pass attempts, but still, he's cash money in the bank. I mean, if you can do three passes and get a touchdown, and they're three for three, you got a better stat line than anybody else on the field. Yeah, what probably. you're doing is working 100% of the time. 
Um, I think that's all we got this week, Zach. Any notes of, uh, you know, general life? Purity Coffee went ham this past Big week. Sale. National Coffee awesome. Day recently. It was great. A lot of coffee. I could drink some coffee right now. What do you say, Dan? I'm down for some coffee. All right. Well, bye, everybody. I'm going to go make some coffee. Happy National Podcast Day. What? <laughs> Follow us on everything. You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any intellectual needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328.